0: This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tales from the Stinky Dragon. We're back with a little a little bonus episode, a little supplementary episode. We're going to dive into the meat of the world. So I hope you're hungry. Um, bonus no, meat? No. I'm vegetarian. Bonus meat. We got some tofurkey for you. Don't worry. We got you covered.
1: <laughs> Yuck. Wait, uh, wait, I have a... Sorry. I have a quick question just before we get... What exactly happened at the... End? You said you changed something at the end of the episode... Or how the end of the episode... Don't worry about that yet. We're doing a supplementary episode right now. We're a little bonus episode, Chris. Oh, okay.
2: No no story. Just supplement. I was
1: making sure I was, like, up to date.
0: Yeah. Just supplement. Gum gum died. Gum gum died. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Because we, we are going to go over the story so far as part of this supplemental episode. Uh, so people who've listened to the story can get a refresher and maybe new people who haven't heard the story so far can get caught up to speed and learn know what's going on. So it's a win-win. I would say it's a win-win. Don't you agree, Chris? Win-win. Yeah. <laughs> win win Am I talking to Chris or am I talking to Gum-Gum? Gum-Gum. The gum.
3: They're one and the same, <laughs> Gus, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, no. So just to kind of, like, like I said, build some flavor and do some world building to help people to help the listeners in their mind's eye understand what it is that's happening we want to maybe have everyone spend a little bit of time talking about their character you know like really tell everyone you know we normally in a, you know we don't get into it because it's like a metagame thing but like really talk about like what is your character's race what is their class their background you know what do you want the audience to know about your character like the things that you've you've learned so far in our first eight episodes. But so you're going to quiz us? Is that right? No, no. This is you. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. You. It's it, There's no right or wrong answers. It's up to you guys. I, I want to hear your, your thoughts on your character. I mean, of course, obviously, you should know your race and your class for your character. But, I mean, the background and everything else, that's up to you. That's What story are you telling? Uh, uh What story are you telling right now? <laughs>
3: who wants to go so, first?
0: Yeah, who wants to go first? Let's get a volunteer.
4: I think John said he wanted to go. I think John oh,
0: we roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Coward, you mean
3: mud,
2: mud? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, sure roll, roll for initiative. initiative? <laughs> <laughs> we could do that, yeah. You know what? That little coward, uh, uh,
0: throwing me up there, roll initiative. Yeah, everyone, roll initiative. I gotta love it. I him. mean, poop. Aren't you happy oh. about that, Kybor? Like, uh, that means you go last. I thought you didn't want to go first.
4: Oh, yeah,
3: hey, sweet.
0: So we got Mud with a 17, Bart with a 16, Gum-Gum with an 11, and Kyborg with a 5. So Mud, you're first anyway.
3: (laughs) That's probably how we would have gone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So uh, Mud comes from actual like a furball royalty. Um, It's why he has so much money. Oh. You guys always wondered like why I had that much money. You guys didn't. And it's because he comes from that background. However, Mm. uh, despite the expectations that his family put on him, Mud ain't down. With the sickness um, of, <laughs> you know, royalty and expect and, and expectations and that that kind of traditional BS, and so all Mud really wants to do is is live the simple life. Stop eating my foot! Sorry, uh-huh.
3: who's doing that?
2: <laughs> my it's Matt. That's me. <laughs> Mud just wants to live the simple life. St- Holy shit! I gotta get a kitten out of my room. Just a
3: second. That's part of Mud's character development. All right, sounds like you're he you're is. up, Barb. <laughs> John's girlfriend's
4: into weird stuff, man. Foot fetishes, I guess.
3: Mud has a cat. Uh, and apologies. Uh, continue.
2: Sorry, what were you saying, uh,
3: Barb? Nothing. I was just saying uh, Mud should have a cat in the story as well.
2: <laughs> it's funny you say that because actually, I just uh, with leveling up just got an ability called uh, Summon Beast, where I can uh, summon this like bestial spirit, which I'm excited about. Ooh. So I can. Uh, get a pet (laughs) um and i can be a pet because i've i've now learned how to become a camel and a mastiff yeah that's all it is like like mud is the D &D version of the guy who just wants to live the van life and uh travel around (laughs) and uh enjoy nature and all the elements uh mud is is kind of like his own little uh fuzzy uh uh avatar the last airbender because he has all these elemental stuff but he loves the elements he loves nature and he just doesn't really want
0: to do the uh the he's 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 not he's not down with the man the subject of putting dirt into coffee has come up a few times for mud what's up with that
2: mud mud loves like dirt and earth and rocks uh it's, it's 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 it was always it's always his it's like his favorite element and he genuinely thinks that uh Dirt tastes good and actually serves as a pretty good spice. Um, mm. I mean, we we take just plants off the ground and make them spice. Why can't the dirt that the plants grow from also be spice?
1: Interesting. Can you explain just
0: uh, for a Furball part
1: your character, whatever your thing is, Maybe a little like more, a physical
0: like, description of the character?
1: Well, and also just what like types, what exactly they like are.
2: Yeah, furbogs are like uh, they're 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 big uh fuzzy like kind of giant creatures um and they're they like they kind of have like you know like some I wouldn't say elf like features but they got like pointy ears, uh mud is i think like eight feet tall and three hundred pounds.
0: That's, that's a really huge. big boy wow
2: and so and so even with that, like with like that class, I actually like count as oversized so i can that's why I can carry more stuff um but yeah, he's just big. Big boy, um, and just uh, re- really uh, just wants to, to enjoy life instead of uh, doing what his parents need to do. It's fine. It's like, go get a cool haircut from some singing mantises. Hell yeah. Mm.
3: His name is Mud.
2: <laughs> mud is also uh, queer and still uh, defining and discovering what exactly uh, part of the spectrum he lands on. Because hmm. it can be a process.
0: Yeah. And specifically, what class is Mud? mud is a druid yeah which is
2: why he uh has all of these elemental abilities and since he is uh he chose his circle uh his druid circle um he got circle of the moon um he even more leans into the uh, wild shape ability of for of uh, druids and so that's why he can turn into certain beasts that he sees um and even because of that, he can do it even like as a bonus action. Like it's normally like an action for regular druids. Um, mm-hmm. He can just do it as a bonus action.
0: And that's like what you mentioned earlier, being able to turn into a camel or a mastiff.
2: Yeah, I basically have to see the animal. And it's a, like there's a certain tier of animals uh, that I can uh, transform up to. Like I can't like see a dragon at this point and turn into it. But luckily camels and mastiffs are in my cookbook.
0: Nice. I, uh, do, anything else you want to add about mud? Or do you feel like that's, uh, that's everything you want the audience to know?
2: I think the, that that's enough backstory of mud as far as specifics, but I think the rest you've kind of get, get garnered from how I've played mud. Uh, he's definitely not, uh, any sort of like, uh, he doesn't really exude any alpha male energy and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh he, yeah, he's, he's, he's not here to be that <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll let other individuals fill that
0: role. Got it.
4: Like I'm being stared at right now. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> Uh, Bart. Yeah, and Bart, you're next on the initiative. It's your turn.
3: It's me. Um, so Bart is a, a halfling bard named Bart. No confusion.
2: Oh, by the way, Bart, I don't think I've ever told this to you. I speak halfling. Oh, you do. It's I. I picked that 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 language. You pick like a language, and I picked halfling. And he. That's he, why he, we're he,
3: team Bud. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's
2: that's why I like my little my little dude Bart
3: and Mud. Yeah. Um. So he is about four foot four. But 150 pounds, so he's, he's pretty beefy. Like, it's all muscle. He's, uh, uh-huh. he's got a good physique.
0: You're 4'4", and mm-hmm. Mud is 8 feet tall, but you weigh half of what Mud weighs. Yes. <laughs> Chunky <Okay>. boy. <laughs> Just like it's I was trying to contextualize sense. this here. I didn't realize <laughs> that was sick. Bart was so muscular.
3: He, he's very, like, like, like you wouldn't think he's 150 pounds looking at him, especially since he's only four foot four. but he's, like, dense.
2: Yeah. Like a star. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's got red hair and he's pretty pale. Got brown eyes, small little fella. Um, but he's very good looking. He's a he's a ladies' man. He's very, he's very mm. charming, and he actually um, he was an orphan, and he was kind of picked up by a group of pirates and grew up with Ooh. pirates. That's why he uh, learned how to like sing and play some instruments. He would entertain the pirates um sometimes when he sings he kind of sings with a pirate accent so if that comes (laughs) out that's why and uh he met gum gum as he was uh traveling on his own for the first time and they became good friends yeah it's like the uh what's it called what's that uh
0: of mice and men yeah (laughs) of mice and men is what (laughs) i like yeah (laughs) that's funny that's, uh, that, that's, all, uh, that's, that's pretty comprehensive. I feel like we have a, a good idea. I, I never had any idea uh, that Bart was so so muscular, so fit.
3: So fit. But he looks yeah. small. S-M-O-L. Yeah. Small.
0: It, like, uh, it's un, unassuming. That way he could, like, sneak up on people and, like, surprise them with his physical prowess and his exactly. uh, his dashing good looks. Exactly. If he's
2: 150 pounds, we really need to be rethinking some of these moments where he's, like, writing on people.
3: I also say he's hundred and fifty pounds because that is in my I don't know if it was like <laughs> a default, but it just says weight hundred and fifty pounds. Height four foot four. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Chalky boy. So he's redhead? Redhead, yes. Eye color? Brown. Brown eyes. Okay. But he wishes he had green.
2: I forgot I forgot to say mud in case people weren't a physical description. He's green, green furred, and uh he's got a purple streak in his hair now. Is that the color streak in his hair?
3: Ooh, I think it's purple, uh, pink or purple.
2: I think. Oh, it's pink. It's pink. It's pink. Yes. Pink streak in his hair, and then he's got those druidic symbols now in his undercut. So that's
0: just uh just so people know. <laughs> nice. Okay, who was next? Gum Gum. Gum Gum. Um. So Gum Gum. Well, I guess I can. I
1: guess I'll. I don't know how much. Well, Gum Gum is a uh, half orc barbarian, and he uh, he knows that his mom was an orc uh he doesn't know anything about his dad uh but he knows but he knows at least he believes that uh his dad is a, a great elf wizard one of the greatest ever and how does he know uh, that like what makes him think he just feels it he feels it he feels like he has magic in him and he uh his his mom died i guess when he was she was uh, giving birth to him mm. and he uh You know, he doesn't really have, he doesn't really know his, what happened to his dad or um, all he has of his, from his dad is a, um, he found uh, uh, like a a long rock wand thing. That's kind of like, imagine like a cylindrical teardrop kind of (laughs) wand thing that he carries around with him that he, he's, he's named Boomba, which is a magic wand. Boomba. Yeah, you uh, you dropped that on yeah. us at the uh, at the chapel. On I the, think that's the first yeah. time you said that. And uh, so that's the only thing he has from his dad, and uh, that's all he he really doesn't know anything about his dad other that that yeah, that's it. Um, so he was raised in an orphanage, and as it a half work was kind of picked on a lot, and so kind of I think I think kind of turned to like created his own kind of fantasies mm-hmm. to to kind of uh, you know, and it's. It, I don't know whether so he, he's 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 kind of his big thing he wants to find his dad find out about his dad and, and become a, a great wizard like his dad mm-hmm. and uh, oh yeah and then physically I mean he's a big half orc I guess kind of green and he wears like raggedy uh wizard-esque clothes like so he's got like a wizard hat like a, a typical what you but like a one that he kind of like tattered one that he found and put to,
0: you know yeah I was going to ask, is there any story behind that? Like, did he find it or did he have it made at some point or was it handed down? No,
1: I think he's just piece. It's, it's almost like things that he's like cobbled together over mm-hmm. time that he think it's like he finds things and he thinks that they're magical.
0: It's like treasures for him or something.
1: Yeah. And then, he, yeah, he met Bart. Um, and uh, I guess it was a mutually beneficial relationship because <laughs> I think uh, kind of helps Bart. I don't know. I guess I assume maybe like someone was. We haven't actually explicitly talked that maybe people were picking on Gum-Gum
0: and then uh, Bart stuck out for him
1: mm. uh,
0: and then started hanging out. I protect. And specifically, you mentioned that, you know, he's a, a half-orc, thinks his father's a wizard. Did you mention explicitly that he's a barbarian? Oh, yeah. He's a barbarian. Like, as in, that, that like, that's because, you know, he was kind of ra-
1: raised in an orphanage, like, uh, out, you know, out, out in the middle, like almost like in the wild wilderness and uh kind of went at some point went off on his own and kind of just kind of learned life through uh (laughs) i don't know barbarian lifestyle i guess (laughs) being out
0: on his own
3: yeah
1: that's cool
0: so he's pretty strong he's very strong in some ways (laughs) we can always depend on gum gum to uh try to pick up an opponent and toss him around (laughs) is that it for gum gum I think that's all I wanna say, at
1: least from what all I wanna say explicitly.
3: Gum gum's a right. very pri- private guy.
1: As
2: when we were doing our leveling up, I could I was adding spells to my guy and uh there was a, there's a spell that's just called holding person and I was like, no, that's gum gums.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to Kyborg.
4: Can I play music? Uh
0: sure. <laughs> if okay, it's on. if it's not if it's oh not
2: uh gonna get a s uh copyright struck.
4: No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. All
2: right. No, 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 it's not fine. That's not no, no, an answer to no, 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 I no, said. It's saying. fine, it's
4: fine, it's fine, it's fine. Long ago on the outskirts of the... Can you hear the music? No. 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 Okay, no, no. Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to still, I'm going mean, to yes. say it. I yes. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. How
2: about you do with that music?
4: Well, I'm going to play the music for me, all right? For No, dramatic- I want to
0: hear the music. I refuse oh. to listen okay, now. Can you, music. can you hear this?
4: Can you hear that? Can you hear that? No. All right, hold on. Let me. It's it's gonna
0: be worth it, guys. It's, it's cool, so- dude. I mean, you you were last. You had all this time to set it up. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cool that you you failed at it.
2: <laughs> While we're waiting on him to do that, I'll answer a question from Twitter, where someone wanted to know uh, Ben Johnson, demonic turtle, uh, wants to know that when if when mud turns into animals, does he look just like the animals, or is there part of mud in them? And yes, they're like it's like when Beast Boy turns into animals and like retains the color and everything so i don't think it's full retention like it's not gonna be like a green mastiff but like maybe the mastiff has like a little pink streak in its hair you
4: know mm. yeah, guys you got to hear this song it's a good song how about this i'm gonna send out the song <sighs> to everybody and then on the count of three we'll play it together count me down on when you're gonna do it you ready
0: okay here we go <laughs> oh he's, ready? Gonna, he's gonna
4: yeah go okay long ago on the outskirts of the Neverwinter woods lived a young boy named kydalius with his family and other elven warriors but one day tragedy struck when the evil warlord Quadrin and his quadrant squadron super commandos from the dark attacked without any warning kyborg escaped kydelius escaped with his life but not without one arm cut from him from Quadron himself so he went deep into the woods and he found the body of uh, what do they call those things hold on <laughs> a golem he took the golem arm off and put it onto his own body and swore vengeance on Quadrin and the quadrant squadron he then went on a vision quest, training for decades in solitude, to one day take his revenge. Okay, that's you can cut the
0: music. That was beautiful. So that's, that was worth it. I, I want to say the music was really good. Actually. Dude, it's a good song. It's a good track. Was, that was totally worth it. Yeah, yeah.
4: So, so then Ky- Kyderius changed his name to Kyborg that day. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, Kyborg's a five foot ten male Wood Elf. He's got blonde hair, very muscular, really handsome, uh, greenish brownish eyes. You know, he catch, catches it in certain lights. It's got little hues of blue, you know, fair skin. what was this saying?
2: Speaks volumes <laughs> that when faced with a severe injury, like an entire limb cut off, he opted to just go into the woods. Uh.
3: <laughs> <He doesn't, laughs> diary eyes. He does not
4: have diary. He was escaping with his life because Quadron attacked his people, wiped them out. Okay. All right. So then he he escaped with his life and went into the Neverwinter Woods.
1: So are, does he have any family? No,
4: they're all dead. So he's been so that's so uh, uh, his his athletic proficiencies and all that stuff are like crazy high. He's got super strength because he's been like you know working out for years and training as a warrior. I bet that'd be a good montage. Oh, it's, it was the greatest. It was, yeah, it was a total vision quest. But because of the, uh, uh, his isolation, he doesn't have a lot of social skills and his uh, uh, intelligence and wisdom is, is not the best. Hmm. So he makes up for it with his, with his heart of gold and his arm of metal.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, just so you know, I did try to route the music through Discord. It showed up in my audacity, but it doesn't come through Discord. I don't know what's going on.
3: I kind of heard yeah, it who knows? Oh, faintly. Very faintly. I heard it faintly. Oh,
0: so. uh, Maybe I needed to like really crank it. Yeah. It almost was as if I was just hearing it in my mind.
4: <laughs> you know you know the exact song that you you know that I was playing though, right? It's just like, you know, deep, low synth, Kyborg's theme.
0: Well then we'll have uh, uh we'll have the the sound library rename it to Kyborg's theme.
3: Kyborg's yeah, theme. Right. He's got <laughs> diarrhea eyes and, uh, no,
0: and uh, Micah, <laughs> no. <Do it. laughs>
3: <laughs> uh,
0: oh and do we go over like specifically your fighter and all of that stuff
4: no i, I don't think we talked about that yeah I'm, I'm just a fighter i proficiencies in like archery and stuff like that That's what my main focus is I'm trying to think if there's anything else that you guys might need to know about me just been working out. Do you like out. long
3: walks on the beach or never novels? been to the beach? I was isolated <gasps> in the woods
4: wow. for years after my family was
1: murdered. So that ex- that explains your social skills.
3: Oh yeah, you always go left.
4: Yeah, I, and I always go left because that's the one good arm that I have left. Because my right arm is off.
0: See, that doesn't make sense to me. I feel like you should always go right. Well, why? Because my right because, arm like, is off. When you when you go left you're relying on your right arm to to lead into the attack because your left arm is going away from that section. If you go oh. right, then your left arm leads into the turn.
4: My left is my lucky arm because it's my only arm. It makes perfect sense when you think about it.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> that's the, I would go the opposite, but all right. That's, that's up to you. Listen,
4: Kyborg's not in a smart man, all right? His family was murdered <laughs> at a young age. By quadrant in the quadrant squadron, you need to remember that the quadrant
0: squadron. Got yeah, it. Yeah,
4: they might come back. I don't know. It's that's totally up. To oh, Michael, they will, Gus and
0: Ben. Well, that's not so you guys. Micah suggests that you get a uh, a tattoo on your left arm for lucky. You would people. never. No. No. How would he even no. find
4: such, those, <laughs> such tools to do that? Well, I guess he has a robot arm.
0: Gum could do it.
4: Maybe maybe like a cool dagger or something. Yeah, Bar-
0: Bart spent time on a pirate ship. I bet Bart could do it kyborg's uh, body is a temple that's Bart's what ben says and that's what i agree with
3: he's a fantastic artist as well he did a lot of tattoos on people on the pirate ship
0: <laughs> i want a tattoo maybe when kyborg's asleep you can give him a nice tattoo i think i would wake up for yeah.
3: that night because i'm a cunning
0: you, warrior you could tie him down get him drunk <laughs> tie him down and give him a tattoo I,
3: i'm gonna give him some uh permanent <laughs> eyeliner <laughs> uh, make him pretty a winged eyeliner
2: i actually have a uh ability to give you even more stealth so i'll just give it to you and you can really just do it while you're sleeping okay
3: i am super stealthy already so that would. i know be
2: i can give you even more like we can give you just stealthy. like literally undetectable you could do whatever you want to with. i also sleep. have
3: invisibility
2: yeah all right <laughs> Let's it's happening. <laughs> why? I just I just read up something. I'm just reading up on fur bogs. Is there a reason why I'm so small compared to the average fur bog? Is it like just the game only allows certain heights for D&D? Because like average height, 10 feet to 11 feet. Hmm. I'm, I'm two feet. I'm like two and a half feet shorter because they're like t- 10 and a half feet.
0: Uh, and then And also I'm tiny. They're supposed to be between seven and eight feet tall. I'm looking at I'm looking at fur bogs. Stunted your
4: growth with Sorry. dirt coffee. Yeah, that's what Micah says. Yeah, <laughs>
0: drinks
2: dirt. Obviously, but there's lots of fiber in dirt.
0: Where, where do you see next? Uh, oh, let's see. Yeah, I see. Maybe I'm thinking of an earlier edition where they were shorter.
2: Yeah, um, I don't. I don't appreciate being uh, capped.
0: Because if you look at it, like if you do a Google search and you just search for like furball high D and D, it says between seven and eight feet tall. But if you look up the Forgotten Realms stuff, it says that they're between ten and a half 10? to eleven and a half feet. Yeah. Mm. There might be some kind of discrepancy. Uh, maybe there's like different rule books uh, that cover that stuff. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. You're the one who wrote it down. You tell us. I don't know. That's because the game only let me do that height.
2: D&D Beyond. I didn't have any music for my... He's small. Character. He's small. It's, it's like, a, it's like a King Kong in Skull Island. Because he's, he's actually 29 years old, but they live up to like 500 years. So that's probably what it is. He's young. He's a young boy. A young boy. He'll get boy. to Godzilla size
1: soon.
0: We're saying, Chris,
1: you didn't have any music? No, I didn't have as much energy as Blaine. I can redo it. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. We got it. Long nope. ago. One,
3: one, take. one take.
0: I bet mine would have sad music anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Something like a sad song from like Lord of the Rings, or like the elves fading to the west, or the elves yeah. fading to the west. Yeah, that kind of thing. So now that we know the background for all of our characters and we have the, a good mental picture for them, I think this would be a good time to catch up on the story so far, uh, what we've experienced in these first eight episodes, uh, just in case, you know, people have forgotten or in case we got some new listeners who, who want to get caught up uh, quickly on the story. But I think it would be really boring if I told it because I have all the documents in front of me. So I want to hear you guys tell me the story so far. Mm. Take it away, bud. Uh-huh. Why? Why do you keep making me do it? <laughs> Let's roll initiative again. No, new, I'll... I'll, new, I'll t- new initiative. I'll take it, but I'll
1: do it from... I'll do it in Gum Gum from gum gums perspective nope we don't have time for gum gums version of it
4: we just do it from start to finish with the gorder that we did our well, back stories, charge, and i've done all the details <laughs> that we missed
0: let's see mud rolled a five bart rolled a 21
3: should we do uh uh micah suggesting one sentence at a time
0: oh absolutely <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
1: kyborg seven i hope i get a perfect roll Gum-Gum. so i can p- do
0: roll here comes i got a five five all right so it's gonna I'm be i'm doing mine
1: from per- gum gum perspective
0: Oh, so uh, Gum Gum and Mud both rolled a five. Gum Gum's dexterity is thirteen. Mud 15. is fifteen. So Mud goes first. Mud goes before Gum Gum. I mean, so Bart, you wanna you wanna lead it lead her way?
3: All right. Four very talented, beautiful, skilled warriors were in a- We're In the
2: way of us oh. passing by them.
3: Do <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get
4: music? Do you want me to get music for this, Barbara?
3: No. No, no, no. We're good. That's what okay. editing is for, Blaine. <laughs> you can play music in your head. Four very smart, dashing
0: adventurers were adventurers. on their way.
3: On their way into uh, the city. Or right, that's where we were going? <laughs>
0: Okay,
3: that's how far we got before getting confused. I
0: love it.
4: Oh, are we going back to the very beginning with like
0: the very beginning? We're recapping it. So you're next. One sentence, Kyborg. All right,
4: so there's a superhero team named the Incelites, and they went missing. And they're
2: really mad about the Twitch meta. Yes. And they went missing.
4: So, so, uh, this guy is, this mayor, Gub? Mayor Prattle. Prattle is looking for some replacement interns to find out what happened to him, but also to be like the saviors of that, uh, city area.
0: I think you just heard okay, that last that's good. Yeah, a lot of ands and buts to really make a super compound sentence there. <laughs> but they
4: were attacked in the night.
2: <laughs> Mud. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, show up for the internship program. They, uh, take up lodging in on the, the campus, like a place, would you call it a campus? Sure. Don't forget
3: what happens with Paralite and Mayor Prattle. Important piece of info.
2: Oh yeah. We're in the off. Then they, they were in the office with Mayor Prattle going through their kind of orientation and then a door opened up beneath Mayor Prattle who then was dropped into A labyrinthian uh, maze of puzzles and challenges for the group to go through.
0: Uh, Okay, gum gum
3: and cut.
5: Uh, uh, The Infinites are maybe one of them is my dad, and then are you the
3: only one doing uh, this in character? Yep.
5: (laughs) Yes, and then so uh, they they went missing, and uh, because they got captured by this uh, mean lady, and we. We went looking for in them we went looking for them, but uh, there was a there's a doctor who drinks a lot and he uh, gave he 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 uh, he gave us a mission.
0: <laughs> all right, that's actually pretty good. Uh, Bart.
5: Uh, I feel like this is not helping
2: new listeners.
3: A little confused with where gum gum left that. Did we get to the part with the different puzzles with the brooms and the plants and the bears and all that?
0: I think he was starting to lead into that. Oh, I kind of just skipped that.
2: Uh (laughs) He jumped through all that to the drunk doctor who sent us through this issue. Oh, right. Okay. So why don't you clarify that, uh, Bart?
3: Well, right before uh, Gum Gum's (laughs) explanation, we went through a series of rooms where we had to do different puzzles uh, to try to uh, get through a door at the end of the hallway. And those puzzles had... Uh, a broom and a plant and a bear and a coffee mug and a sock and a music note.
0: That sounds insane. <laughs> Isn't yep. that crazy? That's why Gum Gum skipped that part. Ky Borg.
4: <laughs> well, after going through all these challenges and then finding out that you know Paralyte had somehow gotten in the castle, it turns out it was like that was also part of the test, and they passed the test. And there was like some alcoholism involved, but I'm gonna skirt past that because it's a it's a really weird. Part of the story, but I think something's <laughs> up with Prattle, or was it the doctor? Is it the doctor? Doctor, the doctor, doctor, ahem, sci science, sci, yeah, yeah, Doctor Aham. something's up with Doctor Ahum. Uh, who's... they get sent on a mission because there's like a lead in a town, I, th- I think, and, and uh and they're uh the, the group go to a uh <clears throat> go to like a desert town, and there's a lot of like mantis creatures, mantic manticores, manta... <clears throat>
3: okay. Nailed it. Uh, nailed
4: it. Uh,
2: mud. We were sent to the town to purchase something for 100 gold. I've even at this point forgotten exactly what it was we were there to purchase. Wow. Wow, John. We don't wow. know. We don't you can know. hush. Uh, what was it we were, we were sent to buy? We don't know. I think it was a lead. Oh, we were just, but why were we sent there to buy something? Like,
5: what was because the reasoning? The, the doctor told us to go get it.
2: Yeah, but there was incentive as to why we were doing it. Because the doctor said to. Cause save me.
0: The doctor um, sent you to retrieve something that was needed to track down uh, the missing Infinites. Uh, you don't know specifically what it was. Like I said, a lead could just let the it, it, it,
2: it, But it was for the ongoing quest of finding the missing Infinites, and that's what it was. And so we went there. We got distracted from buying the item we needed from the local shop because the shop owner, no, because the uh, a a nun in the city. Was arrested in the middle of the shop we were about to purchase it from, which then sent us on this whirlwind heist of getting the nun out of jail for the shop owner.
5: Gum gum. Well, and then I, they, were, they had at the shop, they had some neat stuff, like a pogo stick, a go go stick, and I <laughs> wanted it. And so, and also, we need to go inside a jail, and I said, we need an inside man or an inside half orc.
3: Do we completely skip over the? conveyor belt stuff
0: there's a lot so, it's so much of it.
3: Okay. I was like uh, I think we skipped like four episodes
5: but uh so then so then uh I I broke into the store and got arrested with uh mud and uh and then he threw the stick on the 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 pogo stick on the roof
0: all right uh Bart <laughs> okay
3: uh uh and then uh, uh Bart and Kyborg Went up to the roof to jump onto the jail. I, if I'm recalling that correctly, and uh, a cyborg crashed through the, the roof. Roof, and then, and then found a found a Is where my nose. There was are like a, the
4: <laughs> the undead body of the sheriff's daughter was there. Um, we were there to rescue uh basically a priestess or a, like some nun i don't know uh who had gotten <laughs> in prison for you know letting some disease out and the sheriff looked like she was out of line but we thought she was out of line so then yeah. we try to go and break that old lady out well she's not there and it turns out there's like a secret uh lair Th- that the sheriff was in she was gonna like murder the nun and we we're like don't do it and she's like i'm gonna do it and then it turns out like we had it wrong because the nun was actually bad she runs off to some like temple so we team up with the sheriff to take down the, the evil nun and the nuns like bringing all these dead bodies back to life
2: this is the worst Mud? uh the opening of star wars text crawl ever
4: <laughs> You're going for 20 minutes <laughs>
2: Yeah, inside the jail, just to clarify, we did find the cursed daughter of the sheriff yes. who uh, was upset about the nun uh, causing the curse, and uh, we followed the secret passage underneath the from the jail all the way to under the town to the uh, church at the top of the town, um, and come to find out the sheriff was in their rights, in that the nun was the one who brought upon the curse to the town, um, and was uh, in need of more souls in order to complete uh, the ritual that they were trying to do. I, at this point, also am vague on exactly what their original intention was to accomplish once they
5: got all their correct amount of souls.
4: She's just a veritable Shang Song, you know? She's just,
0: your soul is mine! Gum Gum, anything you want to add there?
5: She was making dead people alive again, and they were mean, and uh, because she wanted to bring someone back probably a dead person and then so she's i we fought her and um and then she was being mean and i attacked the glowy statue that uh spoke to me because it was bringing dead people back
0: bart you got anything you want to finish off there
3: uh and we all lived who came through the portal behind her who came through the portal behind her Oh, I'm just finishing my joke here before John interrupts me again <laughs> we all lived happily ever after until the
2: oh. <laughs>
4: until
3: <laughs> Kyborg
4: oh you didn't even add <laughs> I was trying Kyborg. to set you up to add what happened uh para... someone claiming to be paralyzed comes through yay
0: Yeah, yeah. I all. I all along. <laughs> uh. and did what Yeah, and uh, it's your turn. It's your turn, Mud.
2: When we were, after defeating the Nun, uh, before doing any sort of final blow, uh, I believe a portal opened up behind her, some sort of a gateway, and uh, Paralite came through and basically claimed the Nun, and I, I don't remember if we ended just there or if Paralite took the Nun through the portal and left us.
0: I believe that is where you ended. I think uh, someone tried to interrupt her and uh, maybe it was Kyborg and she told them to wait and they stopped and uh, she had a little, uh, a little speech that she was giving and that's where we ended. So I, I, I can't imagine the pain that Micah is feeling right now. His uh, beautifully crafted story being butchered in the retelling by the players experiencing it. Micah says it's all canon.
3: Absolutely. Every word of it.
0: So uh, I think you all did a fantastic job uh, telling the story, but uh, just to be safe, I'll go ahead and I'm gonna try to give one from my memory. I'm not gonna look at the at the at the documents, but I'm gonna try to give one as the to the best of my recollection. So you all were summoned because the there, there's a there's a team of heroes called the Infinites that go all around the realms protecting them and uh, kind of like superheroes for this world. And they had a call for interns. And you all were adventurers who answered the call to apply to be interns for the Infinites. You had to travel to a town called Boulderay. On your way there, you uh, were riding an oxen cart who was being piloted by uh, a half-orc named Oof. And you met a goblin on the road. You all, your cart broke down. And uh, you all met a goblin on the road who offered to help you fix your cart and uh, had a, the correct tools to do so. Uh, and then when you all were done fixing your cart, Bart stole his tools <laughs> and you all left him on the side of the road. You got to Boulderay, and you met Guard Graddle at the gate, who was uh, obviously, from what you could tell, wearing a fake prosthetic nose. And he went and unlocked the gates for you, led you into town. And then you realized that he was actually Mayor Prattle in disguise. You, uh, saw, you saw a little bit of the town, then went into uh, Mayor Prattle's office. I believe you all drank some coffee on your way in. I think his assistant made some coffee. That's where we first discovered Mud likes dirt in his coffee. You go in, and that's when uh, Guard Grattle reveals himself to officially be Mayor Prattle, uh, just wearing a prosthetic nose. Oh, actually, I take it back. I got I to step back. On your way in, you had an encounter with Brink Tussler, and I believe uh, Kyborg uh, had a little showdown with him and uh, lost your encounter, and then you paid—you had made a wager on your fight, and you paid— Bring Tussler with fake gold that I believe Bart had conjured up. Uh, mm-hmm. You go into the mayor's office. Mayor Prattle tells you that the infinites are actually missing and that you guys are going to need to help him find them. Then you all get shown around the infinite headquarters. And while Mayor Prattle is showing you the infinite headquarters, he disappears uh, through a trapdoor in the floor and you all go downstairs and encounter a bunch of different puzzle rooms that you have to navigate through. Uh, including making coffee for a dragon, sorting laundry for some cubes, uh, cleaning up a room for some automatons. And eventually when you do enough tasks, the door at the end of the hallway opens up and you encounter uh, a room with two people who are bound and gagged and they have masks or uh, bags over their heads so you can't see them. And they're on a conveyor belt with traps uh, threatening to injure them. Uh, And you'll have to go in and stop the traps and save them. And you discover it's Dr. <clears throat> and and uh, Mayor Prattle. And they are being held by a scenario that Dr. Um <clears throat> had set up to test you all to make sure you were worthy of um, going out to save the infinites. But when he set up all of these traps, Dr. Um <clears throat> was uh, drunk. And so he set them up too dangerously. So they could have been really hurt, but you all saved them in time. After that, you have to do some training. So you go through a couple of rooms practicing your stealth and your combat abilities. You re-encounter Brink Tussler and some of his goons who've come back to collect their money. But you all managed to successfully navigate that uh, and complete your training there at the Infinite uh, headquarters. Somewhere along the way, we killed a hamster. <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, you did no. kill a hamster Just stop there about it.
4: Who's to say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> After completing your training and besting uh, Brink Tussler, who's just, he's just looking for his money, you guys get sent to, you need to recover a package for Dr. <clears throat> from Pious Pass which is a desert-ish town. You pass through the Emmer's gateway to get there. And it's a deserty town that's filled with uh, mantis-like humanoids called pies. You all search the entire town before going to the, uh, the, the give-and-take store to uh, acquire the item you've been sent to get. And I believe you were given 100 gold from Dr. <clears throat> to get this item. While you're in the store, you spend a lot of time looking at all the different items, talking to a Chick, who runs the store. Then at one point, uh, Mother Abby comes out needing supplies for the chapel. Then while she's picking up the supplies, Sheriff Gov comes in and arrests her, much to the surprise of all of the townspeople. You try to intervene, but the sheriff tosses some uh, throwing stars and a smoke grenade and uh, disappears with uh, Mother Abby. The chick tells you or chick begs you to uh, rescue Mother Abby and and says that she'll pay you and asks you to meet her at the Little Pecker Saloon later that night. Uh, so you spend the rest of the day wandering around the town. Mud gets a haircut and a song at the barber shop. Then, as the day progresses, you all go back to Little Pecker Saloon. You meet up with uh, Chick, who's there with some of the other townsfolk, and uh, they ask you to have a mission to rescue Mother Abby from the jail. Gum Gum has the great idea to be an inside man and goes and breaks into the give and take along with Mud's help. But they both end up getting arrested, but not before Mud is able to take a magic item and toss it onto the roof for Kyborg to use to get into the jail. While all that's going on, Kyborg and Bart are on the roof uh, waiting to get this item to get into the jail. And uh, then once they get the item, they begin their heist to break into the jail. But little do they know, while they're getting into the jail, uh, Mud and Gum-Gum are already in there and they discover that the sheriff's dead daughter, question mark, is in this jail cell with them. They unbind her and realize that she is uh, zombie-like, presumably from a curse that's afflicting the town. That's when the party regroups, deals with the zombie. What what did y'all do? Y'all charmed her? I believe uh, someone charmed her to get her to be uh, submissive. Mm. You search through the jailhouse, find a secret tunnel that takes you over to the Hump House stables. And that's where you hear the sheriff interrogating Mother Abby. You all intervene, allowing Mother Abbey to escape, and that's when you realize Mother Abbey was really evil and that the sheriff was doing the right thing. And then you team up with the sheriff to go have a showdown with Mother Abbey at the chapel. And that's when the portal opens up and uh, Paralite steps through, incapacitates Mother Abbey, and begins giving a speech to you all and the townsfolk, telling the people of Pious Pass not to be afraid, for she is Paralyte. And that is where we ended the last episode. Dun, dun, dun. I think it was Bart that charmed her. Yeah, I think it was.
3: More than likely, I'm very charming.
0: Did yeah? How did? Was that pretty decent, Micah? I think I covered everything. B, B plus, plus A minus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I th- I, th- I think I, I covered everything pretty it's well, pretty but good. Uh, I'm, I may have I may have missed some of the the finer uh, pieces. Oh, I forgot Sordo. <laughs> You all oh. got the, the Sordo Sphere when you were at... Uh, mm-hmm. at the, how could uh, I forget Sordo? Our little robot friend. Yeah, before you came out to, um, to Pious Pass, he was your alarm clock, and he can give you insight. He's been sent with you. as a floating sphere that uh, can answer some of your questions. Oh, and the library and the tavern. That's right. Oh, wow. Kyborg and Gum Gum got bullied by some, uh, some Kenku, which is... I, I can't believe I forgot that. That's some of my favorite D&D ever that I've, uh, I've experienced and uh, bart proved his lady man's prowess in uh, flirting oh, yeah. at the tavern. Wink, with,
2: wink. What was her
3: name? Hops. Hops, right?
0: Yeah. I like that that's a detail you remember, Barb.
3: Oh, I remember all the ladies. The hot
2: chick that you tried to flirt with. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think we had Mariel playing Hops too, so it's fitting. Oh, did we? Yeah. I think so, it's so good.
0: All right. Well, that's uh, roughly a recap of the first eight episodes. If you haven't listened to them, you really should go listen, I think that they're really, really entertaining. I think they're they're uh, really fun to listen to. A lot more bite-sized than some other D&D real play podcasts. You know, it's a lot more streamlined, a lot easier to listen to. And I think that the the editing job and the post-production that uh, Ben and Micah put into it is absolutely incredible. Uh, when Mud gets his uh, haircut, there's a three-minute long song uh, that's produced and sang specifically for Mud's character. If I had known that, I would have gotten a haircut. I wanted to gun. <laughs>
2: That's why you got to be a yes man.
0: Yes. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, we've been having a lot of fun with it. And I'm excited to see where the next episodes are going to go. So throughout all of this, you all were level one and two. Right before we started recording this, you all were leveling up to level three for our next arc. Uh, Do you all want to talk about some of the level three stuff that you all acquired? And uh, where you see the character going now that you're level three? I think it'd be helpful just because I don't think we all know even what each other did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. What'd you do, Bart?
3: Um, so, I got to add a couple things as a third level. I got to choose what college I went to. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go? Um, I went to the uh, College of Glamour.
0: Yeah, Thank you very queen.
3: much. Um, and what that did is it gave me...
0: That's a party college. A That's party a of college. Of college.
3: <laughs> um, it gave me a couple things. Uh, it gave me Mantle of Inspiration, um, which... I could use uh, as a bonus action, and this, essentially, I could choose a number of creatures that I could see within 60 feet, uh, up to a number equal to my charisma modifier, which is very high, by the way, because I'm very charismatic, um, and all those people get a temporary five hit points. Uh, so oh, okay. Guys are... So, it's a party buff. Yeah, party buff. Party buff, party school.
0: Like, told you, yeah, party college. <laughs> Clamor State. Uh,
3: and then I also got enthralling performance, um, which... Uh,
0: re- re- real fast, I do want to add, uh, in addition to that mantle of inspiration, it also, once you give them the temporary hit points, it also allows them to immediately, as a, as a reaction, to move. So we all get oh, a movement
2: okay. uh, option. Yeah, so it's like they gain, temporary,
0: they gain temporary hit points, and then they can immediately move up to their speed without provoking attack of opportunity. To do the coordinated dance we all know we do together.
3: Exactly. Something that I learned in glamour school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry,
0: I just wanted to make sure that uh, we were clear about that.
3: (laughs) No, that's a good point.
2: What's your enthralling thing?
3: Enthralling performance. Uh, So if I perform at least one minute, I could attempt to inspire wonder in my audience by singing, reciting a poem, or dancing. Uh, At the end of the performance, I choose a number of humanoids within 60 feet who watched and listened to it. Um, A number equal to my charisma modifier. And then each target must succeed a wisdom saving throw against my spell or they're charmed by me. And so if they're charmed, they idolize me, which, you know, everyone does in this game. So
2: that's, you have the D&D version of the dance off they did in Guardians of the Galaxy.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Uh, And I also got to add uh, two expertise uh proficiencies so i added stealth and performance which makes my stealth and performance even more proficient so very very high Uh, and then i also got to add an extra spell which i did i added invisibility to Mm. my spells so now i'm and i also added i took away something that i had for healing and i added cloud of daggers as well which um, I fill the air with spinning daggers in a cube of five feet on each side, centered on a point you choose within range. A creature takes four d4 slashing damage when it enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Ouch. So it's a little little bit of damagey stuff that I added as well to Bart because he uh, he wants to help fight. This
0: is yeah, uh, so it's a spinning daggers in a cube of five feet on each side. So yeah, you're basically putting that on one person essentially. Yes, but then like it stays there. Um, and I did want to point out just so the audience is clear and everyone understands, like for enthralling performance where you charm people, it doesn't seem like it's something you could typically do in combat, but it's definitely something you can do for like in a role-playing scenario since you need to perform for a minute. Gotcha. Interesting. And yeah, just so if people people don't know how D&D works, I think each turn is supposed to take six seconds. So if you were performing for a minute, that means you would have to perform for 10 turns straight. Wow. In combat. So... Do do we want to go over anything maybe that you started? I know I asked you about your level three stuff, but do we want to go over any of your earlier stuff? Like we never really talked about like level one and level two abilities as well. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things that Bart could do to begin with to get up to this point.
3: Um. So I had Bardic Inspiration. So as a bonus action, a creature other than myself within 60 feet that can hear me uh, gains an Inspiration die. One D six. For ten minutes, the creature can add it to one ability check, attack, roll, or saving throw. And this could be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome.
0: And this is how you normally pat people on the butt for good luck, right? (laughs) Nope. That's me. That that's you, that's mud uh, mud. damn it.
3: But uh I I could add that in as a trait. I could uh (laughs) aspire to be more like mud. (laughs) I did it on the roof with kyborg
0: (laughs) You did do it once. I thought I didn't think I was totally crazy. But yeah. Yeah, I did Uh,
3: pat him on the butt before he jumped.
0: mm Um, And then I
3: also have Song of Rest, so that means if me or any friendly creature who could hear my performance regains hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit dice, each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. Oh, neato. Yeah, and then my spells include Mage Hand, Minor Illusion, Charm Person, Comprehend Languages, Dissonant Whispers, Healing Word, and Sleep, but I changed that for level 3, so now I have... Mage hand, minor illusion, charm person, comprehend language, dissonant whispers, sleep, cloud of daggers, and invisibility.
0: Mm-hmm. And invisibility is a level two spell, right? That's your first level two spell, I believe.
3: So is cloud of daggers. So both of those oh, are so our second daggers.
0: level.
3: Uh, nice. Eep, eep. I'm Getting magical. up there. Yeah. Even though I'm so short. Hey.
0: All right. Who wants to go next? How about gum gum? Well, gum gum leveled up. He got
1: some more health. I don't know if I want to say what he I don't think he's aware of anything
0: happening. And I don't know if I want to say. So maybe some uh, some kind of latent inner power, or not. Maybe that sounds like too ominous. Like latent inner talent.
1: Yeah. If whatever. When he leveled up, if something happened, he didn't realize
0: it. Mm. Feels a little a little tickle inside. Yeah. Well, why don't you talk about what we do know then? Uh, what you've used and what you've had up until okay. this point.
1: Well, he's a barbarian. He's very much uh, uh, physically strong. He's got. Not so intelligently strong, uh, and he rage, raging uh, where he just gets advantage on strength checks and and, and a really strong melee and, and halves his damage and basically becomes a damage sponge. And he can reckless attack and he's dangerous. He's a very dangerous since you know he's a, he's like a wild animal in that respect when he's raging. But that I mean that's a he he, uh, he just attacks. He didn't have any like special abilities. He attack and he protect. Yeah, and, well, I mean, he has, he thinks he has special abilities, at least. He tries magic.
0: Micah points out that uh, it seems like Gum-Gum's very grabby. (laughs) Oh, he is grabby, but not in, like, an inappropriate way. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's grab-grab. I mean, in combat, he, he doesn't really like killing things, so he tries
0: to disarm or, like, hold and, you know. If I remember right, you recently tried to pick up one enemy to use that enemy as a weapon and swing them at another one. Okay, yeah, he was
1: raging. Uh, Yeah, so he does, you know, when he gets ragey, he gets a little more, like, violent. But, like, he he doesn't really like hurting things.
0: I picture it's like uh, that scene at the end of The Avengers when Hulk picks up Loki and starts, like, smashing him around. Yeah, except for, I don't think he was successful in doing it. No, but, I mean, that's what I picture you're trying. That's what he tried, In that moment, yeah. All right, is that uh, everything you feel like, uh, does that encompass your abilities up to this point? As far as Gum-Gum knows, yeah. All right. Or like, I mean besides his magic that he he's just hasn't quite figured out. Uh who's next? We got Mud and Kyborg still to go. Uh, go Kyborg.
4: Okay. Uh I got something called a marital archetype, so I I took on a martial. Martial. Uh, it's
2: martial. <laughs> martial archetype.
4: Uh I took on arcane archer and this is uh, this is a decision not made lightly. I have things like battlemaster, purple dragon knight, samurai to choose from. A lot of big names. So you chose anyway,
0: uh, Arcane Archery? Yeah, Archery Archer?
4: just, yeah, just because I, I think that that should be my main focus. I'm, I'm the sniper guy.
0: The audience should know. It took about 45 minutes to come to this decision.
4: <laughs> I was also looking for really good songs to tell my backstory to. Well, it was, he's getting married, Gus. He's yeah, getting married. <laughs> something about nature and prestidigitation. Uh, I, anyways, the what the cool stuff is I got these cool new attacks like Bursting Arrow. And seeking arrow, bursting arrow. I think it like explodes on an enemy. And seeking arrow is like a magic arrow that chases after people.
0: Do you ever see that '80s movie with Tom Selleck? Runaway. Uh, Gene Simmons was the uh, the the bad guy, the villain. No, that sounds awesome. Runaway. It's a great oh it's a great movie. But in that movie, Gene, like I said, Gene Simmons is the bad guy. He's got a gun that has bullets that chase people like to go around a corner and stuff to like oh, is hit people that, that
4: future movie that you were telling me about a yeah. while ago yeah yeah this sounds awesome dude and that's
0: like when uh, that's what seeker arrows for arcane archers make me think about it's like this arrow that can go around corners and find its target this is
4: like the BS b movie imaginable i'm looking at it now and it looks incredible well i know what i'm going to be doing tonight
0: wanted it's 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 not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but uh if you're looking for like a B sci fi movie, it's it'll it'll fill that desire.
4: If we're talking about like crappy action movies, I think that my arrows are gonna be less like the wanted arrows and more sentient like the dagger from that uh the cool. shadow. Oh. No have you seen the shadow? Oh yeah, I guess well, game, game, Guardians of the Galaxy get,
3: get, get, get. <laughs> Um Guardians of the Galaxy.
4: But I, I think it's more of a, uh, yeah, The Shadow,
0: 1994. You never guys all saw, saw it. it. What? No, never
4: oh. saw it. has got a, what's his face? Alec Baldwin. Oh, I remember. I just never saw it.
0: Is that all of your new stuff that came up with Level 3?
4: <sighs> I mean, like I said, Digitation, something about nature versus Arcana. I got nature. Uh, oh, I guess I got some health. And... I already had second wind, arcane shot, arcane shot.
0: Well, why don't we talk about what you had then? Uh, your level one and your level two stuff.
4: Oh, yeah, 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 so I mostly went into it. I'm a fighter. I wanted to do a lot of stuff with uh, archery. I got cool things like second wind, which gives me uh, bonus action to regain health and action surge. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty strong, but I'm also dumb.
3: <laughs> a lot of dumb people on this team, huh? Yeah. <laughs> In a good way. So,
0: all right. I know I feel like that was one of the things you were worried about was your your kind of dumbness when you were leveling up trying to figure out what you were, uh, you were best suited for with your intelligence and wisdom.
4: Yeah, because apparently Arcana is connected to wisdom and I am not a wise man. So I was worried that that was going to affect it somehow. But, you know, YOLO. I can always go back and train to be a samurai if I wanted to, I guess.
0: Well, sometimes it's like you want to do what makes the most sense for the character. And, you know, it's not necessarily about like min maxing uh for the game it's about what makes mm. more sense story-wise yeah yeah God, i really want to watch the shadow now the movie's so cool i just looked it up that movie came out in 1994 Starred alec baldwin so it's like you would think it's like a big budget movie the budget was 40 million dollars you can make a movie with alec baldwin for 40 million dollars in 1994 that's kind of crazy to me
4: yeah i had the action figure it's really cool he pulled up his guns he went Wah-choo! uh that leaves
0: mud
2: uh yeah level three mud was basically just adding a a few spells to his uh prepared spells. he got second spell slots, so maybe hopefully laying down some more damage, but Ben's looking at my level two guy, yeah, at level two, I got wild shape, which allows me to turn into uh any beast. I don't know what the c r of it stands for, but there's like this these levels that beasts are and challenge. Challenge rating. Any beast that's challenge rating one or below, I can turn into as long as I've seen it. Hence why I've called out that I saw the camel and the mastiff. I think I should be able to turn into a hamster too. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but uh, so that's that was basically level two. And level three was adding some new spells. Uh, Mud has, uh, he has his cantrips from prior times, which is uh, he has guidance, the butt slapping thing. I had basically buffed some, somebody's uh, roll. Um, and then I have shape water, which I really haven't used yet, been trying to find a time to use it, but not yet. And then as far as spells, I have absorb elements, cure wounds, earth tremor, ice knife. And then I added heat metal, which basically means I can, if I see someone wearing metal or holding a metal, uh, weapon, I can kind of like heat it up, like, like Superman heat vision style and they take damage. And then they even have to like roll to see if they can even get it off. And if they can't get it off or drop it, they still keep taking damage. It's kind of
0: cool. Yeah, you don't, you don't even like like you said. It's like a vision thing. You don't even have to touch it. You just have to see it. No, no. And then you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You can make it happen.
2: It's it has to be a manufactured metal object. That's the description. So it's like like a weapon or armor that kind of thing. And I like that because that's kind of like a counter to like my ice knife. A little bit of a, all the elements in there since I have earth tremor as well and uh, the the mm, yeah the entangle. Um, I'm Captain Planet. Thank you very much.
0: You need some wind action.
2: I know, I do. Uh, but I do have some uh, heart action in that I get to summon a beast now. Um, so I can basically summon a little bestial spirit friend and I choose like the element of their environment, either air, land, or water. And that determines what kind of uh, creature I summon. And they get to hang out with me and be a little helper and have my same uh, uh, initiative um, and can help me in battle and that kind of stuff. So I'm all about them, them friends. And then... One of my favorite things I got that's not very offensive, but it's kind of a, a, a little helpful thing for maybe some of the stuff that we do often, which is sneaking around. And I got Pass Without Trace. And mm. basically, um, I can cause this Veil of Shadows, as it's called, that gives... uh, e- uh I, How many people can I do it to?
0: It's any creature within 30 feet of you.
2: Any creature that I choose 30, 30 feet from me that um has plus 10 bonus to dex, which is like stealth checks, um, and can't be tracked except by magical means you leave by no leave behind no tracks or other traces of it's of your passage. So would have been helpful when we were trying to break into a store and yeah, that's mud's additions. I think that's about it. Uh, Mud has a bunch of also a lot of, uh, racial traits that I keep forgetting to use. Like I can talk to animals and plants. I can't understand them. Apparently speech of beast and leaf, but I can talk to them. Haven't used that yet. Also, keep forgetting I have hidden step, which basically means I can turn invisible and in GTFO.
0: But yeah, you can also the speech of beast and leaf also gives you advantage on charisma checks to influence them. I yep. feel like that would have been really handy when the uh, mastiff was chasing you. Oh yeah, it
2: would have been. Uh, There's too many
0: things on my sheet. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be more. Uh... I think that's one of the things that I think D and D does well is it gives. I mean, it does overload you with a lot of abilities, but it. It meters them out early on. Like, you have to spend a, spend a lot of time with them, get to know them before you start getting more and more powerful abilities. So hopefully now, like, you'll remember this is in your, your arsenal of things. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I think that covers everything you wanted to do.
3: We're so powerful. Yeah. We're
0: hopefully so powerful. you all are, are really powerful. You're, you're getting there. You're, uh, you're, you're learning your characters and going to learn everything on those sheets. And you're going to beat all the bad guys. Beat all the bad guys. <laughs> so... Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Quadrant. And we'll have some uh, some new episodes here real soon for you. So, just to let everyone know, we're actually going to be off. There's going to be no new episode uh, July 6th. We're going to take a little bit of time working on some new stuff. That means we're going to be back July 13th with the start of an all new arc. It's going to be great. Uh, in the meantime, keep up with us on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod and uh, send us some tweets, send us some engagement, hashtag Stinky Dragon as well. And uh, we might use your name in an upcoming uh, episode. Uh, in fact, I gotta review some names right now and pick some. So hurry up, do it. You you can. You still have time. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.